It is nine minutes now before four o'clock and we move over to this story next. We're in conversation with Wendy Alexander, who is a member of parliament and also a member of the Democratic Alliance. In its drive to assist persons with disabilities, the Democratic Alliance has revealed that it will soon introduce a bill that will ensure that service dogs have full public access rights as there is currently no law that protects them. For more on this, we are now joined by Wendy Alexander. Wendy, good afternoon and thank you so much um, for making time for us. So despite the case cases or case law that's out there, we still don't have a law in place. That, that, yeah, that is correct. Um, and thank you for, for having us on the show today because this is quite an important aspect of um, day-to-day living for people who use assistance animals. Um, but yes, there's currently no law that speaks specifically um, to car dogs and assistance animals. Yeah. What is it that you try to achieve with this bill? So South Africa has one of the most beautiful uh, Bill of Rights in our constitution that talks about uh, everybody has the right to live in our beautiful country without discrimination. So the bill will help to um, allow for people that make use of assistance animals not to have to resort to going to court to prove discrimination, but to say actually there is a law that says that well-trained assistance animals can accompany people with uh, blind, uh, who are blind into public venues. Uh, we have many cases where people have been turned away from SASA offices, uh, home affairs. And you can imagine if you're going to do uh, ID documents and the security guard says to you, you can go in, but your assistance animal can't. The whole reason anybody would have an assistance animal would be able to make their way around a venue like that in order to uh, achieve their day-to-day living. Yeah. So, so, so would this bill only deal with um, access to public areas? What about private areas where rights of admission is reserved? Uh, there would always be a right of admission. So uh, that's why there's a, a firm emphasis on trained animals, uh, because we want uh, guide dogs and assistance dogs are trained to assist the, the person that they with. They're not supposed to engage with other people. They're supposed to keep that individual safe. So we would never want to have, uh, say, you have to accept a dog or assistance animal into a space where they're not being well behaved. So the, the right of admission would always still, you know, apply um, much to us as we go into a shopping mall. There's always a right of admission. But we don't want anybody be to, to be turned away just purely because they are using an assistance animal. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so, so when it comes to the individual who is either allergic to to dogs or the individual who is really afraid of dogs because of whatever um, a trauma attack or something that they have gone through or for whatever reason, just afraid of dogs, how would you work around that particular uh, scenario? So that is definitely a, a, a key uh, issue with with dogs. Um, and if anybody's ever seen anybody making use of a guide dog or assistance animal, you'll see that they do not engage with uh, the public um, or the environment around them. And that's part of the key training is that so if anybody is afraid of a dog, um, that dog should never even engage with them so that they could carry on, the, the blind person and their dog can carry on, and the individual who doesn't want to engage with the dog should never have to. So they would just pass, pass, pass by each other. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the key part of the training is that that dog shouldn't make anybody feel uncomfortable. Obviously, like you may see it, but if, um, you know, we often when we are doing training exercises, people say, oh, I don't like dogs. And we'll say, well, that's it. You move past and the dog shouldn't even look at you. Uh, that's part of the training that we put in place uh, for the, the animal. Um, and then, you know, that individual says, okay, that wasn't so bad. 
Uh, but yes, that, mm. that is a reality for, for people. And obviously the same with allergies. Anybody who's allergic, we should be able to move to a space or move past each other that that allergy would never be affected by yeah. the dog. So, so that particular part around allergy, because it could be airborne as well, how do you deal with that one? So the person could be passing by you um, and you start uh, sneezing or whatever, but you absolutely didn't come in contact with the dog, but you're in the same space. So those kinds of uh, the public spaces would probably be like in a shopping mall or in a shopping center. So the people would be able, it wouldn't be a long exposure. Mm. Um, Part of some of the organizations that train uh, assistance dogs also have um, orientation and mobility uh, practitioners as well. Because a a person that makes use of a a guard dog needs to be able to um, orientate themselves. But what the orientation and mobility um, services also do is that when people start new jobs or are, you know, like if you are blind and how would you make your way to public transport or shopping centers or your clinic that you may make use of, the orientation uh, specialist helps with that as well as the integration into the workplace. So if there is somebody in your workplace that is making use of an assistance animal, what are the the criteria and the protocols around that? And if anybody should have an allergy that HR would um, uh, bring it to attention, we can work around those kinds of things. But what we are seeing is that people that have make use of assistance animals, uh, their confidence and their ability to integrate into um, society uh, full access is so much better than those that don't. So yes, there might be obstacles and barriers, but we have there are a number of tools available to work around those challenges. Yep. We've got a quick voice note here on 0614-104-107. Good afternoon, Adrian and SAFM uh, listeners. Concerning the issue of guide dogs for a blind person and uh, the environment, it does depend on the environment uh, because uh, two of my facilitators in Optima College, they used to hang up with them in the class yeah and we were all cool about them yeah so i think it depends on the environment Mpilombeza in bush park Ridge. yeah and Mpilombeza is um is actually blind we've got a, a text here via whatsapp says that at the aquarium dogs are not allowed to come inside in fact no pets are allowed so all of those hurdles and jumping all of those hurdles how do you deal with that so that's uh, part of the definition that we'd like to address is that uh, access animals are not pets. Uh, they are working dogs um, and that you often, like if you go into, uh, like for instance, I can think of the top of my head, McDonald's, they'll say no pets allowed but guard dogs are welcome. So it's to make that differentiation that guard dogs or assistance animals are not pets um, and that they are actually assistance aids. Um, and a lot of uh, the organizations go around um, and train uh, security and uh, different kinds of personnel within our brands and retail spaces around the, the distinction. Um, and the bill would also require that any assistance animal would be licensed and that on entry, they could be asked to pres- produce that license, um, which would then say that this animal has been trained um, and is there for the purpose of assisting somebody with a disability. And just a final one, um, is at the moment right now, we're still, while this bill would be going through all of the other um, legislative processes, including public comments and so forth, what should ordinary South Africans be doing right now, though, in response to the plight that is being faced by people who have guide dogs um, in their own individual spaces, but also in public spaces? 
So, um, so at the moment, we have a draft bill that's on the table for proposal. Um, people can make comment on that bill, uh, so to either strengthen it or to uh, just add their voice to that. Um, those uh, comments can be sent to the Speaker of Parliament. Um, and then what will happen then is all the public comments that are made around the, the bill will be taken into consideration um, and there will be a process where we would look at how could we strengthen it based on uh, the, the South African input into the bill. Thank you so much for your time. Wendy Alexander, DAMP 0614.